Welcome back to Versus Extreme. I'm Mark Striscoll, a hot tamale. I'm Tommy Calhoun, and they call me Queso Jones. And I'm Tim. And, fuck, those were really good intros. Now I can't think of anything. I didn't know you were going to say Queso Jones. That's so much better than what I was going to say, and I feel bad. Just something from a Mexican restaurant. And put a silly name at the end. I am Guacamole Johnson. Ah, all right. There, there it is. is. There it is. There you go. Fuck. Hey, it's okay, dude. Oh, shit, guys. Hey. What? You're talking about my friend Tim, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I have a question for you guys. What? Did you guys know that you're some of my best friends in the world? I, I, I love that. you guys. Hey, I, I got I got one for you. Do you know that you guys are some of my best friends in the world? Aw. Hey, I, I got one for you. Uh, Why'd the chicken cross the road? Uh, oh. Because you guys are my best friends in the whole world. Oh, Aww. fuck. Oh, damn, Tommy. Damn, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, you guys are was, so sweet. He was trying to deliver a note that Tommy wrote to us that said, I love you. Oh, <laughs> All right. Um, guys, because I love you, I have a submission for you. Okay. Um, is she? And it is from at Asherbrooks4 on Twitter. Thank you, at Asherbrooks4. Um, and it is... Every serial mascot is bloodlusted in the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. They have no weapons or superpowers unless we've seen it in commercials or on the box. Tim. Who walks out there alive? Now, I, I know what you're about to say, Tommy. <laughs> I know what you're about to Tim, say. Tim, I'm allergic to cereal. Ah, oh, shit. I didn't know what you were no, about to say. No, that's not what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> Tim, we, we've done a question kind of like this. Yes, one. I know. But we'll get, here's the thing. We're not going to talk about the ones we've talked about because those ones are the busted ones, except for the Tony the Tiger. He's not uh, busted. Oh, yeah. They're the bayonettas of cereal. Yeah. So Captain Crunch, yeah. Trix Rabbit, uh, Lucky Charms, they're out. They're too powerful. Mm. They ascended to God mode a long time ago. Mm-hmm. They are no longer serial mascots. We're talking about... They're fighting uh, on the, the in the cereal bowl in the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, We're talking about Count Chocula. We're talking about Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, Crunchers. We're talking about... Um, uh, the Cravelings, dude. The Cravelings, yeah. yeah. We're talking about the uh, Wolf about? from Cookie Crisps. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. We're talking about... Oh, wait. What about that frog from the Pops box? Ooh! Ooh. You're not talking... No, Pops not, frog! Not, not Pops. You're talking about fucking... Grams, not no. Teddy Grams. No, but. I know exactly what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about, dude. Smacks. What are they called? Smacks. Maybe honey smacks. smacks. Honey Smacks. I think that's what I it think is. Yeah, ho- yeah, yeah. Honey Smacks. Pops doesn't have Pops is Pops, pops is just Pops. pops. Yeah. yeah, Pops is just Pops. Yeah, Pops, pops kind of tastes like dog shit. What? Fuck you, dude. I love dude. Pops. That's like my favorite pops. cereal. Well, one of them. I can't believe this. Fucking what? This is this is our Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand Pops. Hey, dude. I was about to make that goof, but I decided that I was above it. Oh, I'm not. God That's damn fair. It. Okay, so, out of the ones we've stated, if we think of any more good ones that might stand a chance, uh, we'll, we'll bring it back up. Uh-huh. But so far, I am, honestly, I'm thinking about Cinnamon Toast fucking Crunchlings. How many How many Crunchlings are we talking? Are we just talking one Crunchling? No, not, well, ooh, would it be just one, or would it be, like, a box of them? I was thinking probably a box of them. Or at least a bowl. I think yeah. I think we should settle on a bowl. Yeah, because honestly, would they fight the others, or would they just go bloodlust on themselves? Actually, on each other, you know. I think it's oh. fair to assume that they would team up in fighting among the ranks. Yeah, damn, oh, dude. Mm. I think I think they have shown like I think that's kind of all we see of them really is like outside of the shit where they're like, oh, who can see the swirls and cinnamon toast crunch? Spoiler alert: it's the kids. Oh shit! Um, it's it's always them just eating each other. Yeah, yeah, I think that the Crunchlings and the Cravelings have a pretty good shot because I was gonna originally I was gonna take Count Chocula, right? And yeah. the reason why is because he's a fucking vampire. But here's the fucked up part: is okay. that this question says that you can only like they only have the powers and weapons seen in commercials, mm-hmm. but you never see him do anything vampire-y. 
He's yeah. just a guy Do with they sharp have teeth. Count Chocula commercials? I don't, I don't know. See, I feel like I feel like I feel we like can. I've seen him. I feel like we can extrapolate a little bit. Yeah, you know, like mm, I feel like Count Chocula sucks chocolate out of things. Well, then Cravelings are fucking Gonzo. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Fuck the Cravelings. Count Chocula takes them out, but then Tony the Tiger. I think Cookie Crisp Wolf is gone too. Okay. Well, well, hold on. Wait, wait. What happens to Cookie Crisp Tiger? What? What? I mean, Wolf. Sorry. Because <laughs> like he has chocolate in the in the cereal. I'm yeah, assuming he's he has got chocolate, chocolate in him. Also, wait. Before he's, we move on, before wolf, we move he's on, not from made this. of chocolate. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Can we call the Cookie Crisp Wolf? Cookie Crisp? Like Cookie Crisp? Okay. Like Christian. Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I like yeah. that. Cookie Chris. Okay, so Cookie Christopher, he has chocolate inside of him. No, but I think he draws his power from the Cookie Chris yeah, force. I think, I think he's got the same, like... derived from the chocolate chips within the Cookie Chris. I think that, yeah. that Count Chocula and Cookie Chris both have, like, they uh, like similar, like, energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, they don't run off mana. Or like yeah. it's the chi or anything fight. like that, it's but like the chocolate, chocolate vampire versus the chocolate werewolf. Right. Oh my god! But who wins? Count Chocula. Well, I oh yeah, I'm gonna come out of left field with one for you guys. Fruity Pebbles. Ooh, ooh. Pebbles and Bam Bam. Bam ooh. Bam beat the shit out of everything. Holy uh, fuck! Bam Bam strong baby. <laughs> Bam Bam strong. Baby. Damn, Bam Bam is strong. Bam Bam strong. Bam baby. Bam don't have chocolate in him. Bam Bam strong baby. There's there's the chocolate fruity pebbles, but well, those are Bam Bam flavored. Those like are... they are chocolate, but those are like his thing. That's a oh, show. Oh shit! Oh yeah. Bam so Bam Bam. Bam. Okay. So will we get but both the, of them the... as individuals, or are they fighting together? I think they would be like a um, fucking ice like, climbers. Yeah, ice climbers. Yeah, they'd be like they'd pull a Nana and Popo. Yeah. And so like they're a team. Mm, okay. Like, so then, whenever Count Chocula would get on Bam Bam, uh, Pebbles would just fuck him up. Yeah, I can see that. But what what does Pebbles do? Pebbles doesn't Bam Bam like Bam Bam does. No, Pebbles has super Pebbles powers. <laughs> um, no, she can summon the cereal and she can like ride the waves and like fucking make a wave of the cereal. Oh shit! Is this can a thing? she do that? Yeah, she like... does like surf, but for free Pebbles, like baby surf. Yeah, baby. No, it's it's big surf. But she is a baby. She is a baby, but it's big surf. A baby doing big boy surf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pebbles well, and Bam Bam might be a That's a force to be reckoned force with. Force to be reckoned with. Yeah. I think it comes down to whoever can I, if if Pebbles and Bam Bam can Van Helsing the shit out of Count Chocula then I think they take it. Yeah, cuz yeah. Bam Bam would just have to sharpen his club. Yeah, and just, on stab one end and just stab him. In this uh, episode of Versus Extreme, Bam Bam kills. <laughs> <laughs> Bam Bam strikes again. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, honestly, I think they're gonna take it. Yeah, I think I think Pebbles and Bam Bam got this one. Bumpy, what? You got a Reddit? I guess. Lay it on me. A thick layer. This is this is gonna be one that you guys have to fo- follow me on a mind journey too. Okay. So okay. close your eyes. There. Um, you have a battery of four dates that you are going to tonight. Oh hell! Uh, the four gentlemen will be meeting you at. El Magnifico, your local Mexican restaurant. And if you are not into men, just imagine them as like whatever preferred gender you would want of each of the rounds. I will give you each of them and their specific personality quirks. And then we can go from there after I've given you all their information. Round one is a Richard, also known as Rich. He is bald, portly, and wears a black faux leather jacket and has a gold hoop earring in his left ear. He's 39 <laughs> years old. Oh no! He insists you call him Snake and he will correct you if you don't. Mm, he talks fuck. at great length about how he was on his high school's varsity football team. He loudly chews ice in his cup and asks if he can have yours. And when it comes time to get the bill, he tries to haggle the way down on the price oh no wait are we like go. talking about uh them in between i think we'll uh or are we do we 
we want to talk about them all in between, or do we want to do all it all? Of them, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, I just yeah. want to get okay, through okay. this fucking night. Yeah. <laughs> Round oh, two. No. Round two is Zaz. Z-S-A-Z. <laughs> he is thin, but not abnormally so. He has a high, a very high and tight haircut and large noticeable bags underneath his eyes. He nonchalantly pulls out a small sketchbook and draws your face. He orders chips and salsa for an appetizer, dumps the salsa on the chips, and eats them by the handful. <laughs> he has a necklace with a baby tooth on it, one of his. When the date is over, he says he's going to make a mask that looks like your face. No, that's not like a mask using the skin of your face, but a mask that looks like your face. Holy fuck, I was um, actually kind of feeling him up until that point. <laughs> uh, round three is Jeremy. He has average body fat, some noticeable mu- muscle growth. He drinks his water through a filter tube that he brought from home. He has four toothbrushes in his breast pocket, and he gets up every 20 minutes to use them in the bathroom. He asks the waiter to separate his food into individual ingredients so he can sort them, and he uses nonsensical gibberish in place of seemingly random nouns and certain names, and he says those things are encrypted. (laughs) Round four is Terrence. Terrence has slightly above average body fat, has two to three silver rings on each finger. He won't take his sunglasses off. Asks your opinion about the pungency of a cat person's feet, has never heard of straws and isn't sure how to use one, and brings his 3DS to play, which he increases the volume on whenever you try to talk to him near the end of the date. This question was brought to us by Wireframe7. Oh Thank my you, God. user Wireframe7 on Reddit. And I, and I have to pick one of them. You have to pick one of them. So, uh... Rich, Richard, who insists you call him Snake, uh, and loudly chews ice in his cup, tries to haggle the bill down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zaz, who is the artist, and uh, Jeremy, who has four toothbrushes, asks the waiter to separate his food, etc. And then Terrence, who brings his 3DS to play and asks you about the pungency of a cat person's feet. See? That's the worst one. <laughs> That's the worst one. I don't yeah. know. I don't. Yeah. Literally, I could care less about the other three. Oh well, really? except, except maybe except m- trying to haggle the bill down from the waiter that would drive my anxiety through the roof. But See, if if I was at a nice family Mexican restaurant and I got back from the buffet and sat down and my fucking date looked at me and was like, "So, what do you think about like how cat people's feet smell?" Ah! <laughs> oh my god. I don't like that. I don't like that one no. bit. Yeah, Terrence is out automatically. Terrence is out on principle. See, it's gone. Uh, I was really vibing Zaz for a little bit there. I feel like we had a connection, but I'm... then Zaz says some really fucked up shit at the end and I was like, "Oh, yeah, See, how he's going to make okay, a mask of your face." Let's just keep going through process of elimination. Okay, so, okay. I think we can all agree to Rich is out. Yeah, like, yeah no Richard rich. is out. Yeah. Fuck, if, if anybody guy. tries to haggle the bill with the waiter, yeah. I see that wasn't that. So even this, the worst so part for me. Now, I, <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I didn't even care about that part, honestly. I was like, sure. What was he's the just thing being... that pushed you over on Rich? Uh, oh, the fact that he co- insists that you call him Snake. Yes, that was it for me. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I was done. No. I was done. So by that point, but the <laughs> that's the first thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the fucked up part. Um, okay, so now it's down to Zaz and Jeremy. I think i'm gonna take zaz jeremy has a lot going on see i was uh-huh. thinking jeremy yeah i'm okay now i i'm gonna take zaz because like uh, he's eccentric that's it yeah he's all, okay he's just, he's just eccentric is all see zaz strikes me as the kind of guy who you get you get home from the date the next morning you have a a letter under your door you open the letter the letter is actually a piece of fabric that he has tried to stitch words onto but has completely failed at doing so and you can barely make out that it says i'm sorry i tried to mansplain neutral milk hotel to you oh last my night. god uh, yeah. 
you remind me of my mother. I think we could work this out, and I think I could help you with your depression. Like, that's the kind of person that Zaz strikes me as. Yeah, see, Zaz strikes me as the person who is not socially unaware enough to not know to say a lot of things. Like, I want to make a mask out of your face? That indicates sociopath. Uh, he's Zaz is probably not out of your face. Make a mask of your face. It looks like your face, but it's not out of your face. He's I feel got like mask making materials. <laughs> I feel like he tried to hold it. He he made an effort to hold himself back, and that ended up being saying of your face. He. <laughs> Not, he had to clarify. Uh, yeah, he had to clarify. So he like took a break before he said out of your face. And instead of saying out of, he said he just took out the out. It's yeah. very difficult. So like <clears throat> out of your face. Listen, y'all, there's no winners here. Oh, okay. There's no getting out of this alive. I think I think Jeremy is I fine. Think Jeremy's got a few quirks, but like, okay, let's run through Jeremy. Yeah. He drinks his water through a filter tube he brought. Not He's bad. Not not terrible. Not awful. It's weird. That's but not, not bad at all. Not a I don't breaker. even think that's that weird. You know, I I think about it's that. It's a quirk for sure. He's got four toothbrushes in his breast pocket, and he gets up every twenty minutes to use them in the bathroom. That is weird. He's hygienic. That's, that's it's <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's hygienic, weird yes. though. It's not breaking. It, it's not breaking anything. It's though. it's it's not gonna like be a super deal breaker unless he insists literally every twenty minutes. Hell or high water. I think that's yeah. That's the part that gets me. He he asks his waiter to separate his food into individual ingredients. So he I can think sort that's hilarious i think that's just funny i think i think it's (laughs) funny i i'm i'm always anytime i go into a restaurant if i do anything to make the waiter's job more complicated than please get me water and please get me the food i ordered i burst into flames if somebody came (laughs) if somebody came to where i worked and did something like that to me Uh they were like could you separate everything out into individual things so like i could choose how to do it then like that that would like annoy me a little bit. Okay, what about this? Imagine this. Someone's just like, hey, I want a sandwich from you. However, I don't want you to put the sandwich together. Just put all the ingredients in the box. Just put them in there. You don't have just to do throw the, that shit in You the don't box, have to do dude. the extra work. Just close it and just give it to me. Literally that shit happens all the time. You would be surprised how much how often that happens and it's it's so much more mental energy really to do that really yeah, shit it really is because okay. like because okay because you ring it up the exact same way yeah and so then you have to stay in there for like if there's a line you have to stay in there for like 45 seconds to a minute typing all this shit out and then you're still gonna have to go to the to the line like the sandwich <laughs> line and be it. like hey this this is this is what i mean <laughs> this, <laughs> you still have what to it do says that. is what i mean <laughs> yeah and then, oh so like, someone else makes the sandwich typically yeah, yeah. and then oh. like, and then whenever and then whenever you're on the receiving end of that then like you have like three orders ahead of that and then it just like fucks up your entire flow because you're just like i have to put these ingredients on the grill these i don't and then i have to package it all like separately but together it sucks dick don't do that if yeah. you're someone who does that please do uh, not please don't unless i mean oh, shit. obviously there's some people who have to do that because you know they can't help it or like mm-hmm. you know something right but you know what i mean okay so what if you have to make a smoothie and someone just says just put everything in a cup because i feel like that's like way easier you don't have to put it in a blender you can just put the shit in the cup yeah that'd be a lot faster but there's no fucking way that someone's gonna drink that because it's like made from concentrate it's not like fresh so like it's literally just ice and purple smooth goop yeah it's smooth just goop. It's literally just like sugar water flavor that's gross, gross stuff. that's yeah. really gross yeah it's pretty gross and the last thing for jeremy is that he uses nonsensical gibberish in place of proper nouns and that's other words fine. which like i do that weird, too weird but <laughs> that's, like that's everybody me. has their own fucking weird ass syntax for yeah. how they speak so like, i literally like replace words with nonsense all the time yeah so like yeah yeah we refer to things as boy like 90 percent of the time yeah like you yeah. got that boy what your, yeah. your yeah. sandwich yes so jeremy jeremy i okay. think is our our winner of the four <laughs> cool 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 all right, I, I'll I'll concede this one. I'll because t- uh, you know majority rules, but I personally I would take Zaz. I think Marcus. I think it's time for 
you to give us a question. This is when it counts. Hey. That's that's all right. Hell yeah. yeah. It got better. It's, it's all right. Better. We're improv we're, song. We're, eventually, we're going to get to the point where we can just do a new podcast where we do thir- 30 minutes of just that. Where oh, we man. start out with... Guys, somebody let's start a scat a band. Let's start a scat band, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a scat, man, a scat band podcast. Okay. Let's do that after we win the lottery. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so here's the one that counts. You guys ready for this? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, Corey Baxter. Yes. Of Corey mm-hmm. in the House and That's So Raven fame. Okay. Mm-hmm. How does he complete the Street Fighter II Turbo World Tour? Okay. Now, this entails Corey Baxter going against and winning every single character from Street Fighter Turbo Two. Two. Easy. Okay, so that's what? Ryu, Ken, Sagat, Blanca. Guile. Guile. Akuma. Uh, and Bison, Akuma. Chun-Li. Big Chun-Li. <laughs> <laughs> Big Chun Li, which is just Chun Li, but yeah. all of her hitboxes are um, like three inches long. Dalsim, do we say Dalsim? Dalsim, yeah. And E Honda. Yeah, I think that's all of them. I think that's There's probably some more, but yeah. whatever. Did you, just, those did you guys just pull these names out of your fucking asshole? No, no that's, you never played Street Fighter B? No, what the fuck? <laughs> not Who a plays Street nerd. Fighter? What kind not of freaking yeah. nerds play Street Fighter? Right? Um, okay, so. I, I see what you guys are saying. Like, you guys are talking about all your Street Fighter knowledge, but the thing about it is, is that Cory, Cory in the house, is the most powerful anime character. And now... Mm-mm-mm-mm. We're not pulling Cory from the anime. We're, pull, we're pulling Cory from the live action. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Cory from the live action adaptation. Yeah, what? the anime is too, too easy of a cut, dude. Okay, yeah. okay, that's fair, that's fair. Can Cory seek help? Within reason. Yeah, just, is Cory just, like, is he... Is he set on this 2D plane that all the Street Fighter characters are on where he can't move like around or is he is he able to act in normal as he normally does in the TV show? We're going to say he's he's restricted the same movement options. So like Oh shit. Yeah. I think Corey can just call the president up and have him like nuke the area. <laughs> yeah, but then Corey would die. No, Corey gets out. Uh how? Corey's not there when Corey does it. Corey goes to the White House where Corey lives, uh, and says, Hey Mr. President, nuke this area over here. Corey goes okay, in. So, no, so... hold on. Corey goes in afterwards, <laughs> picks up the trophy, and Corey wins. And gets radiation okay, poisoning so and dies. I'm, still I'm definitely there for some of that. Like I think okay. we're on to something here. Okay. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. He has to do the world tour. So one the United States is going to have to nuke a lot of countries. <laughs> and two, you don't think that they would catch on after the first few nukes? Yeah. Send them all at once. <laughs> okay, so Corey, Corey Baxter would have to schedule a fight at the approximately the same time. Yeah. Without the other Street Fighters knowing. Yeah. Okay, but you, could you imagine, like, the, <laughs> the planning for the Street Fighter tournament? Like... Ryu, Ken, everybody goes into this big, long conference room, and they sit down, and then Bison's like, all right, everybody, pull out your iPhones, go to the calendar app. Oh, my God. Uh, we're going to go down this two-by-two. Two. You just pick a time slot uh, and who you want to fight. And the door and... fucking busts open. <laughs> <laughs> loudly, you hear, Corey in the house! I'm your man. It's just all glassed because of the nuke. I think... I think... If we didn't want to necessarily go down this like nuclear holocaust, nuclear holocaust route, well, it's not a holocaust. We could. It's just like killing everybody. Yeah, yeah. it could. It could just be killing everybody. In the it world. could be Corey trains with the secret service for a <gasps> while and oh, learns shit. how to be. He basically mm. becomes the like 
what's the guy in uh, Mortal Kombat that's like an action movie star? Johnny Johnny Cash. Yeah, Johnny Cash. Ooh. Um, he becomes and then, like the Johnny Cash of Street Fighter. And then Corey has gun. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Corey probably could get <laughs> gun. Like, Corey like, has he gun. He could just be like, Mr. President, I need one of your Secret Service men's uh, Glock. And he'd be like, okay. <laughs> okay, right. small child. Okay, right. here, take this gun. Okay, Corey, you rascal, and then gives, <laughs> gives him a noogie and a Glock. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then Corey just, like, Ryu goes, like, Hadouken, and then Corey just shoots. And, yeah. like, just and then Corey goes, dead. blammo. <laughs> goes Hadouken, and Corey goes, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, goes fucking Gunduken. The only Ooh. people that would probably give him problems if he had gun were would be Blanca, the fucking M. Bison, and um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Akuma? Uh, yeah, him. Yeah, because Akuma's got like... He's spooky, spiritual pressure. He's fucking yeah, yeah, strong yeah. as hell. Why, well, why would they get? Why would they have problem with gun? Oh uh, no, I'm saying like Corey would have a problem because like his gun would not be enough. Why? Why? Because like Ak- Akuma has that one move where he like moves out of like the regular speed of things and he just like slides past you and then there's like six punches and you're dead. Oh, okay. Um, and then Blanca. He's like electricity charged, and we all know lightning goes faster than bullets. And then in Bison, he's just like, he can just like fucking freeze the bullets in midair because he's a mind oh, yeah. magic man. Okay, here's what I, here's, here's what, what I think would happen is that uh, the weakness of all these people is that when they're attacking, they wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah, so Corey all... just has to get them in a frame trap. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And do then think, like. Do you think the Secret Service could train him to be good enough at Street Fighter 2 Turbo to, in order yeah. to frame trap Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, hell okay, yeah. And sure. he's a kid. He learns fast. You yeah, know? exactly. Oh, yeah. I think Corey, I think he would have to train with the secret service and get a gun from the president in order to do this and that's yeah. how he does it when it counts yeah okay i can see that for sure when it counts <laughs> binky huh subby ah so this one comes from at bad disco duck thank you bad disco duck thank you at bad disco duck marcus oh thanks at bad disco duck thank you uh and this is sea world shark versus sewer gator who would win can we preface this with a message from versus extreme Fuck SeaWorld. Fuck SeaWorld. Fuck SeaWorld. Fuck SeaWorld. Yeah. All right. SeaWorld so now, sucks big dick. Now that yeah. we have that out of the way. Uh, yes. Now, here's the thing. Here's my thing on this is that Super Gator might have come from SeaWorld. Ooh. What if Super Gator is a previous resident of SeaWorld come back to get revenge? Do they have gators at SeaWorld? They, they yeah, used to. <laughs> until he left. Yeah, until he left. <laughs> until until he left. the accident. <laughs> until he left to, for the sewers to train. Yeah. See, I'm going to have to give it to Sewer Gator, because he probably found the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they probably oh! trained him how to be a ninja. That probably did happen. Okay. Probably did happen. But And then, like, what's what's Shark... What, what can Shark do against the power of ninjutsu? I think that so. Shark is, like... I think this Shark... Like, the reason they're fighting is because this Shark is the bodyguard of SeaWorld. This Shark is, like, the last line of defense before like the before the end like it's the final boss and the sewer gator has beat up the turtles they beat up the penguins they beat up that one dolphin they have dolphin was a fucking baby easy easy kill um and now this angry shark is just like you've killed my friends i'm gonna fucking murder you you know how sharks do yeah 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 i think like i think but even even ninjutsu aside crocodile or the the gator has one very strong strength in this fight well strong strength Wall can stand on land Oof. oof 
can stand on land and not suffocate immediately. See, but but okay, I imagine this. This is the way. This is the how I feel like it would make it fair is if the entrance to the final treasure room is underwater and Sea Shark, Angry Shark is guarding it. So Sea World is kind of like a dungeon. Yeah, the shark there. is pretty mentally fucked since it's like been at Sea World. Mm. So yeah. like, true. And so I feel like it's gone a little crazy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And Sewer Sewer Gator is just like I almost imagine him like a personality like Gex from Gex. Like, um, kind of like, you know. What the fuck are you talking about? No, I know what you're talking like about. Kind of like gets in there and he's like, doesn't take things too seriously, but he'll get the job done. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking yeah. of it more of like a righteous murderer. No. Like he was coming in saying like, you guys are too far gone. Since I was last here, you have been uh, brainwashed by the Sea World monsters. Now I will fight you if I have to, brother. <laughs> <laughs> with the power of ninja redemption. Right. <laughs> and then the alligator does a front flip and karate chops their hearts to being good. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, they're bloodlust and they have to kill each other is the thing. Okay, well, karate chops their blood in half. Actually, I take it back. Oh, I don't think this one specified whether they were bloodlusted or had to kill each other. They're just, they're fighting. Yeah. So I think, ooh, what if there is a karate chop, a karate love chop? Fuck. <laughs> karate love chop is my favorite 1960s, like, porn film. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I, I'm shocked and appalled, Tommy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Porn, porno goose aside, boner wee wee aside. We all know love is the most powerful element. Yes. Behind, like, a few other things. Mm-hmm. Yes, like thunder, um, air. Yeah, probably, um, like, um, fire. Toxic, if you have the right build. Probably uh-huh. uh, boogers. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, so but love's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, love got buffed this patch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Karate Chop from a love spec alligator. Yeah. In the sewers. With an aggro build. Yeah. It's I think a stab it's... bonus. Prop. Ah, that's going to do a lot of damage. Compassion spec, I would think. Okay. I think he, I think he dual classed. Yeah. Into sewer ninja and compassion. redemption of love. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Love, compassion, warrior. I think that the love spec. Love weapons are strong, but the love spec doesn't necessarily get as many boosts as they could. Well, see, the thing is, Tim, since he's he's dual classing and he did this really well he went yeah. for a very like min max build because whenever whenever you take the sewer creature background you're actually going to get a plus 20 percent damage boost to unarmed strikes oh yeah so whenever yeah. he goes for the love karate chop not only is that a type advantage move because he's compassionate build but he also has that plus 20 percent damage from the sewer background and i think he might have a type advantage yeah oh yeah yeah love, yeah, yeah. Love. like no, no no i mean like not that he is getting like it's the same type as him but like I think that love counters crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, against the shark. Yeah, yeah. So it's an even higher boosted attack. So I don't even get me started if he's building crit. Like if he's, <laughs> yeah. If he's, and you know he is. He's a yeah. crazy guy. If he's going, if he if he's building full crit armor penetration. Oh it's over. no, not okay. Yeah, I think I think Gator takes it. Yeah, I think Gator takes it. It depends if he's fed or not. If like if he's well, I mean he he just just fight all the others. Oh yeah, and yeah. One and got two. Oh yeah. The only reason that Shark loses because team fed. Like that's yeah, it. exactly, yeah. exactly. Team too heavy. Yeah. Team too can't heavy. carry. Can't carry. Tommy. Yeah. What you got? What do you got for us? Um. So Tim, please give me one character from anything. I have one. Can we come back to Tim? We can come back to Tim if he needs it. Yeah, Marcus. I need it. Okay. Uh, composite Willem Dafoe. That's not fair. Composite Willem Dafoe. Tim. That's not fair. Answer? What the hell? Tim, you literally haven't said anything. You could. You could pick anything. You could pick literally anything. <laughs> composite Steve Carell. <laughs> okay. Um, which of these characters, okay, we're going to take this another step. 
Which of these characters do you think is more warm, and which of these characters do you think is more cold? Um, uh, like temp- temperature. Whatever, no, whatever Steve your heart Car- tells Steve you. Steve Carell is warm. Whatever the universe Steve, speaks into your Steve heart. Steve Carell is much more warm than Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Steve Carell as SpongeBob, composite Willem Dafoe as Squidward, have to man the tw- uh, the Krusty Krab for three weeks straight. Do they do it? Ah. Oh my God. By themselves? Do they do it without going crazy by themselves? Mr. Krabs, oh. Mr. Krabs is out of town. He's got to come back. The Krusty Krab has to be functioning and working the same way it was when he left. See, here's the thing: Willem Dafoe's going into this composite. Willem Dafoe's already crazy because, like, he's, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the Green Goblin. He's the Green Goblin, and he's also Ryuk from the live-action Death Note. Yep, yep. Shit. And composite Steve Carell. Um, watch the world end. Um, and also, he's fucking Michael from the Office. He's Michael Scott. Yeah. Could you imagine Michael Scott being SpongeBob? Oh, it, uh, he is. Is the yeah, thing he is. If you yeah. think about it. Shit, Steve Carell has been in a bunch of love movies. Bonus round, mini bonus round, very many. Just this is more of just like a side thought. Okay, The Office is just what would happen if SpongeBob got the manager position for the Krusty Krab two in the SpongeBob movie. Oh my god, he would become Michael Scott, and that's it. Yeah. Okay, back to the main question. See, I want to say I don't think they could do it, but also Steve Carell was God. Was ah. given the power of God, wasn't yeah. he? Or was that, was in, that what was in Evan uh, Almighty? Evan, Evan Almighty, Almighty yeah. 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 Well, no. Now, wait a second. He wasn't given the power of God. He was given, like, Noah's. Noah's. Oh. Did yeah. Noah's have a, a bunch of animals. Animals? Yeah, he had, like, animal empathy, and he oh. could grow a beard real good, and yeah. build. He had really good construction skills. Yeah, he figured out how to build a boat that was, like, however many units by however many units. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so with animal empathy, could he empathize with Squidward? Oh. Okay, fuck. yeah, here's a. There, there's a question for you, Tommy. Do are they taking on the physical? Like, are they just like getting the powers of their characters? Like SpongeBob and Squidward get the powers and personality. No, no, no. Or do you they, mean like composite? These, these characters, like, uh, like composite Willem Dafoe and composite Michael or composite fucking Steve, Steve Carell, Carell. Uh, replace SpongeBob and Squidward. But it is not weird for them to be in that universe. Like Mr. Krabs not going to walk okay, in so and like, be like what's Willem Dafoe doing here? Yeah, okay, so Steve Carell is like just Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. But like he's working the the grill. Yeah, he's working. Okay. He's he's the fry cook, and Willem Dafoe's taking orders. Ah, uh, okay. So I think what what constitutes a win? Okay, so Mr. Krabs has to come back to the Krusty Krab. The drawer has to be correct. They're they're uh, <laughs> they're rating on um uh, what's on Yelp has to be the same as it oh, was fuck. before he left or better. Uh, he and uh like the Krusty Krab still needs to be intact. And Mr. Krabs gives a thorough inspection to make sure that everything is exactly how he left it. No, okay. there's no way. See, hold on a second, because the precedent that SpongeBob and Squidward has set for things like the Yelp review and the state of the shop is not very high. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's very low. They probably have like a 0.5 star Yelp <laughs> review, but it's the only fucking eatery in town. So everyone goes there anyway. <laughs> I went in here and the manager got set on fire by King Neptune and then frozen into a block of ice. <laughs> right. Three stars out of five <laughs> would, would dine again. Right. Um, um, I think they could do it because uh, yeah, that's, the that's fuckers fair. in Bikini Bottom, are they really going to give a fuck? Yeah. Because there's been, like, there's actually an episode where Squidward, like, begs for a customer to kill him. Like, he's he's just like, <laughs> yeah. I remember the scene because he hands him a baseball bat and Squidward, like, leans over and he's just like, don't hesitate. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, that I got that big. That versus, like, the Green Goblin taking your order. Mm-hmm. It's, like, essentially the same experience. <laughs> yeah. You and me can eat these Krabby Patties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Me um, and these kelp fries are going to have a hell of a time. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh I think they would God. do it just because no one in Bikini Bottom fucking cares anymore. Does, yeah. does composite Steve Carell have any fry cook experience? Well, to be fair, neither does SpongeBob when he first starts working. No, but does he know the Krabby Patty secret formula? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Woof. I, I imagine if he's working at the Krusty Krab, he's going to be trained for it. Okay, that's fair. Or because... do they just wait a second because they have the uh, Krabby Patty like vault oh that's true oh they do so uh fucking steve carell might even have might not even have to cook oh yeah he just like pulls him out of the vault the vault yeah yep shit yep damn i think they do it it. that's it that's it i think they do it all right that's a good question bumpy yeah i got one yeah give it to me speaking of willem defoe's green goblin uh which is the more dramatic scene toby Maguire holding back the train in spider-man 2 or shrek overhearing fiona talk about transforming into an ogre in shrek 1 holy now if fuck. you're if you remember that's the scene where like tr- uh, fiona's essentially saying like being an ugly uh being an ogre is ugly and awful and fucking i fucking hate it and like shrek overhears and thinks that like oh she's talking about me so like <sighs> And, like, in the Spider-Man part, Ooh. Doc Ock, you know, that fucking train's, like, going, and, like, Tobey Maguire's like, shit, I gotta save all these fucking people. And so then he swings in front of the train, and then he's just, like, sending out, like, fucking web shooters, and he's just, like, body blocking this entire fucking thing of metal. And he's going, and his suit's ripping. And he it's stops Shrek. it. It's Shrek. It's Shrek. He stops the train, and the people reach out in front. Shrek. They pull his body onto the thing. Shrek. And they, like, tear his mask off, and they're like, it's Shrek. This man's a hero. It's Shrek. Now, Tim, I hear you saying it's Shrek. <laughs> it's Shrek. Tim, I uh, think you're. I think you're going with the very surface level. No, I'm going with the this. deep cut, my dude. You're going with the surface level. Tim, oh yeah, just because Spider Man. Oh, Spider Man was gonna die. No, Spider Man saved so many people. No, what about someone getting their fucking heart broken by the one they love? Can I? Can I? If I may. Fucking boohoo. Ah, <laughs> uh, what? Shrek. They didn't have anything going on. Shrek misheard. It was a classic, like, miscommunication. Mm. And Shrek was just being a big doo-doo baby head. Imagine if that happened to you, Marcus. Yeah, it would hurt. But you know what would be worse? Dying. Like, having to fucking step in front of a train oh poo poo like, you're save super all these strong. people you're super strong you have webs flying out of your fucking wrists who fucking cares just fucking do your shit and stop being a he baby about it but tim if he if if toby mcguire hadn't if he hadn't succeeded all those people in that train would have died that's like 300 people that would have died it's like 300 people dying or also one a successful, guy's broken heart? A successful terrorist attack. No, listen, but here's the thing. It's not 300 people dying because they didn't die. They didn't, but we they know could what happened have. That's the drama. Maguire, dude. They could have. No, could they have. couldn't have. It was Spider-Man. He's not going to let that happen. That's the thing, dude. Yeah. That's why it's so dramatic. Because, because like, he's... what if Spider-Man had died? That's the tension. But he didn't. There's die. no tension. And in we but dude, he, he one. Got it's just like to his oh, absolute no, she don't fucking like me. limit. Dude. Oh wait, yeah, she did. Cool. No, in the Shrek one, there's so much more tension because it's just like, oh, Shrek has been fucking betrayed. Shrek by Donkey. Who's betrayed and why has Shrek been fucking her? <laughs> what the but fuck? But Tobey Maguire, though. What about Tobey Maguire? They take his mask off, dude. Yeah. And they're so? like, that's the first time, dude. Doc and Ock- then they're just like, all right, let's put this mask back on. We won't tell anyone who you are, Spider-Man. Yeah, just- dude, that's so fucking crazy. Yeah. It's New York yeah, City, it's, dude. Like, he has garnered this respect. Like, he has spent two whole movies working to become somebody that's a defender of the people. And when, and when it comes to time to test that bond yeah dude they have all his hard work has come out and proven that he's the defender that new york city needs yeah. are you guys done no 
No. Okay. He's also been getting shit on by James James Jonah Jameson for like uh, basically years. Alex Jones in the newspaper. Yeah. Are you guys done? No. I just want to say that the the Shrek one only got me because I was seven. <laughs> Are you guys done now? Okay. Yeah. Now now I'm done. Listen, you little plebeians, <laughs> you don't understand anything, do you? <laughs> now the thing about Spider Man is that Spider Man never loses. Okay. Incorrect. In uh-huh. the Spider Man movie two. Spider-Man doesn't lose. We all know Spider-Man doesn't lose because it wasn't the end of the movie. And we know it wasn't the end of the movie because Spider-Man hadn't fought Doc Ock yet. And so, there's no way Spider-Man will die here. There's no way Spider-Man's going to get revealed because we all know that's not the plot of the movie. There's no... There's, there's zero... There's there was There's zero tension because we all know everything's going to be okay in the end because it's a fucking dumb superhero movie. Okay? And the thing about Shrek is the first time you watch Shrek, you're just like, holy shit... I don't know what the fuck is going on. Shrek, I feel for you, buddy. <laughs> no, whenever the first time I saw Shrek being six, I was like, oh, there's the conflict that's going to get resolved. <laughs> like, yeah. like, pretty much Plus, the entire movie's been smooth sailing up until this point, ex- with the exception of the part with the fairy tale creatures going to the swamp, and it's like, oh, okay, so that's why I should give a shit. And then, like, whenever, like, Shrek and Fiona have that little tizzy. Then it's like, oh, okay, so this is going to be like, you know, what? It's not just Shrek and Fiona, it's Shrek, Fiona, and Donkey. <gasps> the fact of the matter is, how would you feel if you got betrayed by your best friend and yeah. the one that you love? Bad, dude. But yeah. not as bad as 300 people dying in a terrorist but attack. They didn't that die. They, they, they didn't know they couldn't Tim, have. Tim, 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 you cannot make the statement that we already knew they were not going to die because this was the this wasn't after the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and the fucking... Uh, uh, what's his name? Tom Holland, Spider-Man. This was the first Spider-Man series. Who knows what could happen? What if Spider-Man had died in the middle of the movie? And then, like, Mary Jane had to take over the role of Spider-Man. Holy shit, that, like, that could have been racing through people's minds. What's gonna happen to Spider-Man? But instead, you're just sitting there like, well, I already know because of hindsight is 2020. Like, no, Spider-Man, listen. Spider-Man might not have died, but he there's there was absolutely a chance that he wouldn't have saved all those people. No. Yeah. Listen, listen. Yeah. He couldn't he save Uncle Ben. Yeah, there was there was tension in that like Spider-Man would have been like, "Oh, this responsibility is too great." And then he would jump down the way in the middle, and then all those people would die, and then the whole rest of the movie would be Tobey Maguire or, moping around about no, people dying on no, the Or he no, passes out in his no, web snap. Because dude. even the first time, the first time when I watched this movie, when I was like fucking 11 or something, I was just like, "Wow, this movie's okay. I don't get it. Oh, look, Spider-Man's saving people. Of course no. he's gonna save them. Sure. You didn't think Spider-Man 2 was okay when you saw As it, if, Binky. I swear, we have talked about on this podcast before how we watched Spider-Man one during Thanksgiving, and how the Sam Raimi trilogy is the fucking peak of cinema. No, you've talked about that, Marcus. You I think they are great movies, yes, but when I was younger, one, I had bad taste. Two, I did not think that they were the most dramatic things. I was more so like, damn it, Peter, what the fuck are you doing? Stop being a jackass. That's okay? drama, baby. Stop being a jackass. Drama, baby. No, and not more dramatic than the feeling you get when Shrek <laughs> get betrayed by Donkey and Fiona like that. But he didn't. That's not But Shrek even thought about that. that he did. Yeah. You guys know what's fucked up about the Shrek movie is that Donkey fucked a dragon. Yeah, that is pretty fucked up. That let's go let's go to the next up. question. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> um Oh yeah, Bompy. Yeah. 
Okay. Question? So this this Reddit question comes to us from user the Laughing Cow Two, and it's just pretty much the straight up just the title. What is the strongest country the U.S. Postal Service can defeat? Does the country have to be recognized by the United Nations? Yes. Probably none of them. Alaska. <laughs> Alaska. Fuck off. Okay. It's it's all employees, all their facilities, all their vehicles, and all their aircraft, and any other assets owned by them versus the other country's military. Antarctica. No. There's nothing. There's nothing here for them. See, but sure? they could be Antarctica yes. because there's fucking nobody there. Yeah, but like that is that. Oh, okay. I guess the USPS doesn't possess aircraft, but they have ground vehicles. That's st- they don't have any weapons. I think they could beat um, they could and no military training and stuff and no no military training. <laughs> yeah, but they get it there, rain or shine, Marcus. They don't though. Is the fucked up part? <laughs> okay, but they do. We're we're assuming that this is the ideal postal service where they do get it there <laughs> on time, no matter what. Every rain time. or shine, every time. No, <laughs> I just don't think USPS can take any countries. What about? Australia. No. What? Fucking hell no, dude. Oh. What about Vienna sausages? They can't Ooh. open packages, but they can make weapons. So they can't open a, a weapon, uh, open a, like a box that has swords in it. But they could use a truck as a battering ram or use its fuel for Molotov cocktails. Yeah, still no, I don't think. Like, it's a, it, at most, this is just, this is just a very well organized rebellion. Yeah. See, here's the thing. The amount of people that work for the U.S. Postal Service. All right, I'm going to play a Google Foo card and I'm going to do some Google Foo. Okay, go for it. Fucking do it, Marcus. <laughs> Watch if I care. Okay, so in 2018, USPS had 497,000 people. Uh Uh-huh. 497,000. That's a lot of people. All right, now I'm going to look up the smallest military in the world. Uh Uh-huh. So, technically, (laughs) Andorra, a very small country consisting of 468 square kilometers. Shit. Has no military. Okay. But what's the strongest country? What? So, like, just going off pure numbers, what is the, like... Do we have, like, a list of all the militaries in the world, and they're, like, the strongest? They could take on the Bermuda Triangle. That's not a country. Mm, maybe they, Iceland, they, because mm, Iceland is the, it's not a country. Iceland is the only NATO member without an army. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that does mean that they would get defended by all the other members of NATO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, if we're, if we're talking one-on-one, Iceland might be able to, but they do have a Coast Guard. So, like, good luck fucking getting there, you know? Ah, yeah. shit. See, because, mm, they couldn't all just fly there. No, because they, they don't all, have planes. Yeah, they couldn't all... Like, they don't have boats either. Nope. Nothing that could be used to get to Iceland. Or, I think Iceland might be the best bet for them, but I don't think that they... Ah, fuck, dude. Monaco, maybe, because they have 263 people in their military. Yeah. I mean, like... 263? Yeah, because... Yeah, the, you could just drive the number of cars they have into yeah. those people and win. The, well, fucking, yeah. the, the native population of, Mono- of Monaco is uh, 38,000. Hmm. Oh, they could do that easy. They have, like, half a million people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they could probably take Monaco and So I'm gonna I'm gonna run one by you guys. I think they could take down the USA. Because hear me out. The president wakes up and he goes to get his mail. Turns out that mail has been sent to a Russian operative that was also staying in the United States. And all the mail that was gonna go to the Federal Bureau of Investigation has somehow mysteriously ended up in the houses of the good old American people. What's that? Aliens exist? What's that? Bigfoot's real? What's that? Everybody's funneling money into everything else? Holy shit, all of the world's secrets are revealed. The people rise up against the the leader of the United States because 
The Postal Service has unveiled all the secrets. I like where this is going, Tommy. However, there is one fatal flaw. Uh What? And that is that the average American citizen apparently doesn't give a shit enough to rise up against their government. Okay. That's because we're getting, like, half half secrets. Max, just take that out because fucking the FBI is probably going to come kill me after I say that. (laughs) But, okay. Okay, okay. But, but, what if, okay, discounting that, discounting if they gave all their seek all the secrets away. What if what if everybody stopped getting mail? <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a fucking Sunday? I don't know. <laughs> what but about like, UPS? What, if, what, what if about for FedEx? Five weeks, nobody got any mail at all. UPX no, and FedEx. No, no stores would restock. No no restaurants would have any food. Delivery Nothing. trucks. No. US, no. USPS doesn't do everything. Because the it's gotta get there from somewhere. FedEx. Yeah, okay. UPS. Yeah, and then they just send the fuck. They just drive the rest of their cars into the U.S. UPS, the like FedExes See, and U- UPS. Like, Tommy, like, I, I think they could do it. I think they could take down the U.S. I think they could do it too. I like what you're saying. I don't think that's the way though. I don't think it's a matter of stopping the mail. I think what they would have to do is, I don't like saying this, guys, but poison the mail. <laughs> so, so they just put anthrax on we're, every single package. We are. Very, we are walking the line very hard between friendly goof over right. who the USPS could destroy and fucking devising a terrorist attack. Yep. We are, not, not only are we, it's a very thin line and we that, are walking it hard. That, that's why I went with the goof on not delivering the mail to anybody. <laughs> okay, okay. Alrighty, alrighty. I took it too far. Okay, I took it too far. Okay. But I think okay. that kind of begs the question, Binky. I think that you It really does. It like, really does. Maybe before we all get arrested for conspiracy, we should just go to the next goof. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay, I have one. So this one comes from at Case of Spades 32. Thank you, at Case of Spades 32. And it is Horse Girl versus Ukulele Girl. Uh, and it comes in two rounds. Who would win in physical combat and who would win in emotional combat? Horse uh, Girl physical, ukulele emotional. So I would say Ukulele Girl physical? That's what I was going to say. Ukulele Girl emotional. Yeah, because Ukulele Girl has a fucking ukulele and will beat your ass with it. Horse girl has a horse though. True, but did you this say is, this is not the horse? We're gonna go no. get out ahead of the pack here. This is not the horse. This is the conceptualized, watered down, society accepted version of the horse. Yes. This, all is, right, this all right. is what society expects of a horse, though we all know that horses are really demons and out to kill us all. No. Horses are one demon out, out you to can, love You can us tell your friends that that's us. the versus yeah. extreme motto. Horses are all demons and out to kill us all. Horses Incorrect. are all a bombs. demon. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Out anyway, to save the world. Um, I, I, this is Let's say this is the horse pretending to be a regular horse sure limiting itself yes yes to, be, um, to, to combat a mere more now here's here's my thing i feel like if it was the horse the horse would not be loyal to horse girl because horse girl loves horses but is not under the assumption that horses love horse girl. i feel like horse girl would be the high priest of the horse yeah that's fair what like, but <laughs> you know like spread his good word his message around you know oh, okay. high yes. priest of the horse church anyway yeah. i i feel like i have a little bit of room to talk on this one because i i myself am a ukulele girl yeah okay that's that's fair. I feel, but here's the thing: if I saw Marcus going up against Horse Girl, Marcus would take ukulele and, and beat Horse Girl in the fucking head. I would attempt to, but the thing, mm-hmm. the thing about Horse Girls are like they fucking pack a punch, dude. What? Got them cowboy boots? They really do. Oh uh, shit! And Tommy, they got Tommy, spurs. 
Tommy and, and I jingle, went to jingle, school. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Tommy went to school with some real yeehaw motherfuckers. Like some real, like, fucking this side of the Mississippi looking ass fucking. Okay. Yeah, that's true. And I don't think. I, I wouldn't want to fight him. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't want to fight him, cavalry bound or not. Yeah, hell no. But if you had a ukulele. No. No. No, I yeah, I I I I spoke false truths earlier. I would I would fucking not want to do that. Damn. I don't think so okay, Tim, I would be with you if this was Guitar Girl. Okay. I would be with you if this Ooh. was Guitar Girl, because horse charges guitar girl, guitar girl steps aside, holds guitar like <laughs> baseball bat and beats the fuck out of the horse's yeah. legs. And then but if the guitar breaks, then guitar girl can just wrap the strings, mm-hmm. you know, strangle style. Yeah. And but, if it, and if it breaks, then that's just fucking rock and roll, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. <laughs> Ukulele's just too small. You can't the horse has too much reach yeah. on you. She can kick you with her spurs. And if the ukulele just... breaks, then you're a fucking chotch. Like Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But, now and now an emotional contest. Yeah. Horse right. girls are very well versed with horse emotions. Yes. But I, and I horse don't, songs. I don't think right. there's much in horse prayers yes. translation from horse emotion to people emotion. There is not much. Horses no. have very because different horses emotions. Have no emotions. That's well, incorrect. I wouldn't say no emotions. I said very different emotions. No, no, no. They don't have any emotions. They have two emotions. It's go and stop. <laughs> And when they're stopped, they want to go, but they know they can't. Tommy, I just don't fucking understand your fucking hatred of horses. Dude, they've got fucking eyes that can three see in 180 degrees around them. Yeah. Why do they need that? Most Because most... they're looking out for anybody trying to kill them. Anybody that knows the secret. I think it... Hello, uh, I, uh, I'm a priest from the Church of the Horse. I would like to talk get to out you. Get out of this fucking house. Um, no, I would like to spread the good the word of the horse. No, I swear to God, I'm going to call the fucking cops. No, I just want to talk no. to you about the horse. I have a no soliciting sound outside. You get the fuck out of here. Okay, right all right, I'm out of here. Jesus, Tim, you just missed this weird motherfucker. What happened? Yeah. Uh, fucking another another priest, another high priest from the Church of Horse. Game. Oh, no. Trying to us, dude. Yeah. Oh, I think on. he's trying to turn Marcus into a horse. That's fair. That's, that's my, my idea. Because Marcus is very sympathetic to the nature of horses. See, I mean, I'm not, I just feel like I'm a, a regular person who doesn't think that horses are fucking hellspawn. Yeah, Marcus, you're a sheeple. So, okay, don't think... Fuck off, <laughs> from what we've From what we've talked about, someone who understands that range of emotions, I feel like they're crazy bloodlusted enough to want to fuck someone up emotionally. But ukulele... Now, if we're taking Marcus... We're taking Marcus as the ukulele girl standard. Marcus, you're... You're just too nice. There's just no getting too to much me, of a good person. There's just no getting to me. No, I'm saying there's there's no you getting to someone else. You couldn't do it. Yeah, You're... but it's like I don't give a shit. Dude, you know? if someone starts twingy twanging, saying "Country Roads Take Me Home" on their ukulele, that's gonna mm. give me more emotions than any co- horse girl could ever muster up. Right. I I could read a billion million of those "My Horse and Me on the Ranch" books that yeah. everybody read when we were in elementary school. I what? Tommy, are you a horse girl? No, <laughs> I think uh, maybe that's why Tommy doesn't like horses. <laughs> <laughs> horse girl but yeah then, like, he abandoned his i just read a lady. lot of books right he, he came of age and he put away his horse he put away his childish right <laughs> i just walked in the library and they're like we got six new books i'm like thank you and then i'd read them all and then bring them back the i imagine day. tommy being like fucking 35 and going through the attic and like dusting off old boxes and then like <laughs> it just says horse <laughs> <And> then, like, <laughs> he opens it up and <laughs> 
Cheddar, it's been so long. <laughs> Tommy's old oh, horses no. in the box. Oh, no. Cheddar, have you been alive this whole time? I missed you, Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy, it's okay. You can tell us about your horse girlness fantasies. All right, all right. I guess ukulele girl takes that Hell emotional. Yeah. Fine. Is that our last question? I think it is. I think it is. Holy shit. Hold on. But before we go, I have something to talk to you guys about. And by I, I mean Marcus. Yeah, I am launching a new podcast soon called True Combo. Uh, And I have a little trailer, if you guys wouldn't mind listening to it, right now. Ready? Go! Hello, I'm Marcus Driscoll, host of True Combo, a podcast where my guests and I take a deep dive into the video gaming industry. We cover topics like new releases, the development process, and what you should be playing today. Join me on March 8th, where I talk to Max Nolan Young about the rise of Battle Royale games and how Donkey Kong 64 became a cult classic. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at TrueComboCast, and True Combo is available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dude, that gives me every time. Holy so shit, Marcus. Oh my word, I'm so hyped for this. I'm so hyped! Hey. Ah! Okay, okay, all right, thanks, guys. Uh, I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited for it too. March 8th, check it out. Hell yeah. True combo. Um, that's our that's our last goof. Yep. Uh, we just want to say a special thanks to our producers, Jess Adams and Max Nolan Young, for editing this episode, designing our cover art, and... Being great people? Yeah, yeah. Well, we probably we said that before, but yeah, they, they are really great, though. Oh, for uh, being Back to the Future nuts. Yeah, they love Back to the Future. Yeah, I just really wanted to come up with one. Marcus always gets to do it, and I've never done it before. No, hey, uh, I actually run out of the third thing a lot, so if you guys ever want to like help me <gasps> out, please do. I would love um, to. You can find Max on Twitter, at Max and Young, and you can find Jess on Twitter, at AntlerGoth. And most importantly, we would like to thank all of you guys, our beautiful and wonderful listeners. Because without you, we would not have a show to put on. So thank you so much for listening to us. And if you would like to submit a question, please, please, please tag us or DM us on Twitter. Or you can shoot us an email at versusextremecast at gmail.com. You can uh, also find more episodes of Versus Extreme on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. We've referred back to a few things this episode that you may not know if you haven't listened to our backlog. So please check out all of our old episodes. They're all pretty great. Uh, Just the first two episodes, the quality on the audio, it's a little No, it's great. They're the forbidden episodes and we recommend you listen to them, but know that they are the forbidden ones. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we put out episodes every Tuesday. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. It helps our algorithms, and it really only takes just a second to just pop in, like, write out a few nice words to us, and give us a good rating. The service is great. The food was fresh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And if you like this episode, please tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to get new listeners, uh, and we really appreciate hearing about people being like, oh, my friend told me about this. This is great. I really like listening to it. That just feels so good. Um, Thanks so much for everybody who stuck around so long. You guys are the best, and we couldn't be here without you. Uh, All right, boys. I think that's everything. I'm Marcus Driscoll. Good night, San Francisco. I'm Tommy Calhoun. Cup of me costs (laughs) $3.95. And I'm Tim. And I love you. Brought to you by Dryersock Productions. 
Pop that pizza pie in the oven, baby. We're about to start a podcast.